from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. And today is is a, a very bittersweet day because we get to talk about some uh, some giants in the basketball world, in the sports world, uh, who unfortunately, and this is the, the bitter part of it, have passed away. Right there's there's no way of sugarcoating this. Walter Davis, UNC legend, state of North Carolina legend, NBA legend, Phoenix Suns legend, passed away. And and to get a better sense of uh, the legacy and the life and career of of Walter Davis, we'll be talking with Errol Reese, host of the Sports Shop on Buzz Sports Radio here in the Triangle, who has a uh, a much better perspective on uh, on Walter Davis than than I do. We'll be talking with him in about fifteen minutes, uh, and then the the other giant in, in basketball history that has passed away over the last uh, you know day and a half or so is Bob Knight. So let's start talking about Bob Knight. Like the the, the legacy and actually let's start here. The mm-hmm. conversation around Bob Knight has probably broken the record for most times saying the word uh complicated, unique, American original, one of a kind Probably broken the record on on every social media the last twenty four hours, and and I I get it, right? Because he is all of those things, and there are some parts of his legacy, some parts of his career that y- you want to talk about or you want to acknowledge. And and I've always believed that when someone passes, you give them a little bit of grace for a little bit, right? I've always believed that when someone passes, we deal with the positives. Bobby Knight was all of those things. Complicated, unique, original, one of a kind, flawed, controversial. You can say it all, and and it has been said. We have the rest of our lifetimes to weigh and balance his legacy from that perspective. And quite honestly, it's been weighed and, and balanced a whole bunch of times since he retired from coaching. For the immediate, for the conversation now, I think it's appropriate to to focus on the positives. So if, if you want to dive into the scandalous, if you want it from me, you're going to have to wait a while. We, we have time for that. For now, he affected a lot of people positively. Basketball in our country is not what it is without him. Basketball in our area, basketball in the triangle, basketball in college, basketball in the pros, none of it is what it is now without Bobby Knight. And, and, and that's a fact. He's one of the most influential coaches of all time. If for nothing else than the influence that has been exerted on the game by those he influenced. Yeah. Coach K has has widely attributed uh, much of his success, his coaching style, the lessons he learned to the time he spent around Coach Knight early in his career and in his playing career. I, I kind of look at, uh, and it's ironic because they actually have a connection that I didn't know about until today. I look at Bobby Knight and Bill Parcells very similarly. Where you might say the greatest, you know, the greatest football coach of all time is Belichick, or the greatest basketball coach of all time, you might say, is Coach K. Both of those two look to Parcells and Knight and say, "Well, that's where I got my base." Mm-hmm. And again, I didn't know until today that Bill Parcells actually spent a season as a, a assistant coach under Bob Knight on the basketball squad at Army. Bill Parcells was an assistant coach under Bob Knight at the basketball squad at Army. Talk about a coaching tree. Talk about a coaching tree, <laughs> which I yeah I guess that technically puts Bill Belichick under Bob Knight's coaching tree. Yeah, 
and, and Bill Parcells and Coach K. There's a, there's a, there's a lot of branches on that coaching tree if you if you get to Parcells and K, uh, and they both go back to Bobby Knight. And that's kind of what I'm getting at here, right? It's it's the influence you have. I, just think about it like this. If you are the coach of a player and that player wants to go into coaching, that probably says something about the relationship you had. Probably says something about the influence you had over that person. And now, look at it even further. John Shire next on the list. right? Coach Knight and Coach K had a certain relationship going way back. Jay Billis was on uh, the Adam Gold Show, which airs before the, this show right here on 99.9 The Fan. And Billis, as a player for Coach K, uh, an assistant for Coach K, and a general uh, kind of around the college basketball world figure for decades and decades, had this to say about the relationship between Knight and Krzyzewski. They were very close uh, when he was at Army and very close for many, many years after that. Um, They did have uh, a very complicated relationship after probably about 19, I'd say 1991 or 92, Mm -hmm. probably 92. There were times, and, and you know, Coach K should really be the one to talk about this more so than me, but I do have some knowledge of it. And, and honestly, it affected my relationship with Knight. Um, you know, I love Coach K and will do anything for him. And I did not appreciate, and Knight knew I didn't appreciate it, the, the way he treated him uh, at times. And there were, there were things that there, there were small perceived slights that Coach Knight allowed to become big deals and made a big deal out of it. And there was really nothing that Coach K could do to uh, fix it. And, uh, and there were times when it was unhealthy, honestly. Again, that, that plays into the complicated nature of his legacy, but it also plays into how close and how influential he was. And that's where somebody like John Shire might come into play. Because think about it like this, right? If, if history repeats itself, you hope it doesn't repeat all the bad parts, but maybe some of the influential and good parts. Uh, Coach K was a point guard for Bobby Knight. Then went on to be a great coach. John Shire was a point guard for Coach K and is now trying to become a great coach. And I saw this clip going around, and I just want to play it for you. Uh, This goes back to when John Shire was a player. I believe it was 2010. And Coach K and Bobby Knight were on a, you know, their on-again, off-again relationship was on again. They were talking. They were friendly. Uh, And there was a a Reese Davis interview on ESPN where Coach K and his mentor, Bobby Knight, we're talking about one of the mentees of Coach K being John Shire, which now knowing what we know now, that Shire would go on to replace Coach K as coach. I think this clip is pretty prescient. So uh, here's Coach K and Knight talking about Shire. Coach, he has a good heart. He feels the game. And we finally were smart You know, he wants to win. Only. Coach, only. Yeah, I know. He, he done Only. He only you, wants you, the one. You wanted to win as well as any kid I ever coached, yeah. even when I told you I didn't want you to shoot. Yeah, well, I also valued my life. <laughs> uh, so I wanted to win for There are a lot of motivational things. But we found out at the end of last year when we made the switch and had him bring up the ball that instead of calling him a point guard or whatever you want to put him under a, a certain title, just let him play. Let, let him play. Let him be a guard. And instinctively, he reacts 
to not only his stuff, but to what the game dictates. You, you did that in the St. John's game. I think yeah, that yeah, was the yeah. first game that you did that yeah. with. Yeah. And everyone was worried about, well, is he a point? And Hey, he's a good player. I mean, you put the, hand, the ball in the hands of a good player, you've got a better chance of winning. I just thought that was that was, you know, looking at the time, you probably just thought it was two coaches talking about a point guard. But knowing what we know now, I think it was two basketball lifers, two influential figures in the history of basketball, kind of recognizing another. And it's it's a compliment to Shire. It's it's a compliment to anybody who gets the cosign from from Coach Knight and Coach K. Just saying. You know, th- those two, I don't think, have low expectations. I don't think they have a low standard, right? You get a compliment from those two, it goes a long way. We've seen mm-hmm. plenty, especially Coach Knight, be very stingy with his compliments, right? <laughs> I mean, he didn't hand them out freely. And, and so when you, when you get one, it just goes to show kind of the, the knighting process that goes with with appealing to or impressing individuals like that John Shire did it and and that's how legacies live on right coaching trees are are another fancy word for coaching legacy when when guys who you influence stick around for a long time so uh you know the the rest in peace the thoughts go out to the family and the communities that that he was a part of and uh and you just hope that everybody uh finds their closure and, and has their their uh proper thoughts are you ready to buy or sell your home The Jim Allen Group is a nationally recognized and award-winning real estate team in the Triangle, dedicated to providing exceptional service to meet your needs. With the latest insights and expert market knowledge, they'll make your home buying and selling journey as smooth as possible. Don't wait. Head over to JimAllen.com and start your next move today. That's JimAllen.com. The Jim Allen Group, your partner in real estate. Your heart. It's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists, talented surgeons, highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice. Walter Davis, legendary uh, high school athlete from the state of North Carolina up by Charlotte, uh, University of North Carolina legend, NBA legend, has his jersey retired with the – or his number retired with the the Phoenix Suns. Uh, Walter Davis passed away, uh, that news being released and announced earlier today, uh, to discuss Walter Davis and his legacy. Uh, joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group hotline is Earl Reese, co-host of the Sports Shop. You can hear him every morning on Buzz Sports Radio all around the Triangle. Uh, Earl, thank you very much for taking the time. Sorry for, for obviously, we're all very sorry for the loss uh, of, of Walter Davis. Um, before we get started, so everybody knows your, you know, your perspective on, on this particular individual, what, what was your relationship with, with Walter, and, and how did you guys know each other? Well, uh, I met Walter about 30-some years ago. I met Walter through my other best friend in the whole wide world, Phil Ford, who and the Walter had been friends since they met in uh, Phil's uh, senior year in high school. And to you know, Phil and I were such great friends, and uh, I just credited him for allowing me to, to be friends with Walter and reconnected that way. And we have been friends, yeah, for 30-plus years. Man. And, That's and, how we met. 
and and yes, that is the the Phil Ford that everyone is thinking of. Another UNC legend, another one of the uh, basketball players that that has impacted the the history of basketball in in this area. Um, how like I I can go back and and I will do this at a point in our conversation, and I can read the resume and all the accolades and awards and records that that he's won. But but from somebody that knew him personally, how how will you remember Walter more of the the person rather than the player? Great question, Tim, and thank you for that question. You know, it's our, it is a guy that would, first of all, is the nicest guy you ever want to meet. Second of all, he would give you the shirt off his back. Hmm. Anything he could do to help you, he would do that. And and then a funny guy, one of the most funniest guys I ever met in my entire life. He he just had a way of sitting here infectious. And and what I really loved about it is that. Not that I think I'm a funny guy, but myself, Phil, and him, we'll sit around and talk, and we'll laugh for hours because we just had that kind of camaraderie with each other. And Walter was the kind of guy that was, again, just so nice and kind to so many people. And uh, what I love about him, it feels the same way, but Walter, because we're talking about him, he would do anything for you, for my radio show. I mean, he'll drive, get up early in the morning when he's here visiting from Denver. I mean, driving in from Chapel Hill to be on my show at 7 o'clock in the morning. Who does that? He's done that many, many times, and he'll report from Denver for uh used to give reports from Denver all the time. He was just a guy that's, that was infectious in terms of personality. His, 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 his energy and spirit was just genuine and just was a lovable person. I don't know anybody can say anything bad about that guy. He was a special guy, Tim. Uh, uh, Errol, you you may not want to call yourself a funny guy, but but I will, and I'll say if if Phil and Walter are keeping up with you and and you guys are are bouncing <laughs> off each other, you know, to be a fly on the wall, just just to hear some of those stories, I would be uh you know I, I think we could go for an entire show today. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. But by, by the way, you can hear Earl host of the Sports Shop. You, you heard him mention his his radio show, Buzz Sports Radio, every morning here in the Triangle. Uh, Look at the basketball player, right? So much of, of his legacy to the public is uh, what he did with the Suns, what he did in the NBA, but but also, you know, I'll, I'll you know, I said I'll run through the resume. Six-time NBA All-Star, two-time All-NBA, Rookie of the Year, number retired by the Suns, uh, multiple-time All-ACC selection at UNC. He has an Olympic gold medal, three-time state champion at South Mecklenburg and Charlotte. Uh, how... As somebody who most of his career was done by the time I really be, became a uh, you know a, a being in this world, as somebody that saw it, what kind of uh, yeah. player was? How good was he to somebody that that just has to kind of live through the the stories and the legends? Well, first of all, you have to realize he's about he's about six seven, mm. but he was he was quick and fast as, as a someone of a six one and six two. The other part about it is that. He told me, uh, told me all the time, and Phil shared this with me. I said, "Well, how do you get your jump shot? Because he had the sweetest jump shot that you ever want to see." And he said, uh, "You know, Coach uh, Guthrie's helping his, his jump shot." And of course, we all remember him being in the NBA where uh, Brent Musburger used to call him the Greyhound because how he how he was just so fluid and the shots he made. And he a lot of times he even dunked the ball when he could. He just do the little finger roll right there. And uh, I used to I used to just go crazy to watch him play that way. But 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 most Carolina fans remember him from the bank shot against mm-hmm. Virginia when I mean, excuse me against Duke uh, when the, the, the rivalry, if you will. And um, everybody remembers that shot because Carolina was was was, was pretty much 
done. Eight points and 17 seconds left, and and Walt Bates it. Now, now he said he was trying to go for the Swiss, but we all know that was a luck shot. He didn't even call a <laughs> bank on that one. Um, which, I mean, down eight with 17 seconds. I was back in 1974, the shot you're referencing, although I'm sure most basketball fans in the area didn't need me to, to throw the details at you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. the, his spot in, in, I mean, the state of North Carolina and the University of North Carolina have both produced – so many legendary basketball players it's you know the 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 barbershop conversation is always the hierarchy where does so-and-so fit when when it comes to his legacy how does he fit into that celebrated history of basketball from the state and from the university of north carolina with the tar heels well well well, so you mentioned earlier about he won three championships in high school Mm -hmm. and on that team was bobby jones carolina great would play with him as well let's not forget about that then when he came to chapel hill and it, it was Miss Kupchak and, of course, later Phil Ford and all those guys. They were just phenomenal. I think I think Sweet D is what we call him based based on his jump shot. He, he will be remembered as one of the, one of the better shooters to ever play in, in, at Carolina. And, and, and if, if, I, I just want to uh-huh. jump in. You, Sweet Sweet D, I hadn't heard that one. He You brought up the Greyhound. He has some of the best uh, the nicknames. <laughs> There, there's, there's quite a few. So you know, if if everywhere you go, they're calling you a different nickname. You, you must have had something yeah. special on the court. Nicknames aren't going to just anybody. Um, exactly, but they, most of the Carolina people call him Sweet D because of Davis and that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, Earl Reese, host of the Sports Shop on Buzz Radio, co-host of the Sports Shop on on Buzz Sports Radio here in the Triangle. Last one before we let you go, Earl. Um, yeah. Walter is the uncle of UNC head coach Hubert Davis. Obviously, that that UNC legacy and and uh, relationship go, goes deep. When you know you, you start to reflect on things like this, when somebody does pass, and 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 uh, as I started this with, you know, thoughts go out to to everybody in his community, his family, and friends. Uh, but when you watch right. Hubert, do do you see any of of Walter when you see him on the sidelines or how he wants his basketball team to play? Do do you see some of uh, of Walter coming through? Well, absolutely, no. Uh, Coach Davis, you know, was a shooter too, mm-hmm. <laughs> and 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 even in his press conference, the last press conference that I attended, I'll be at one tomorrow. Actually, uh, he talked about how he loves shooters, and I, I, a lot of that he he got from his from his uncle, because his uncle was a shooter, and his uncle is one of the primary reasons why he's a coach at Carolina, because he probably wouldn't have got opportunity to play in Carolina if it wasn't from his from his uncle, and. Consequently, playing in Carolina, doing well, going to the NBA, and now back as a coach, uh, Walter Davis is primarily responsible for that. Earl, we appreciate you for taking the time to uh, to reminisce with us a little bit here and, and pass along some of the positive memories about Walter and uh, and w- with you being close to him, pass along uh, our, our thoughts to everybody uh, who is who is mourning him at the moment. Hey, Tim, thank you so much for allowing the opportunity to talk about a, a great man. I appreciate you. Thank you. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.